Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. I apologize for not being on last week's show. I know it was very cringe to listen to the two of them try to talk shit because they both suck at it. Um, but we're back. No Avery today. Uh, did you miss me? Dude, I think you got to shave, bro, because you you know, you know look like you're just a straggler. My beard actually is really long and really itchy. Yeah, you look like Homer Simpson when he fucking just has that beard and you know doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't do shit with his life. So you're so bad at shit talking; it's insane. I, I mean, <laughs> you just look like shit. So all right, nice. You know, all right. Well, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Rangers have won four games in a row, three games post break against the Avs, Lightning, and the Blackhawks. But bro, don't lie to me. Did you thread your eyebrows? Did you get your fucking eyebrows done? Don't now, lie they, to do, me. they do look very like <laughs> I actually just you said that and I looked at it. They look very shaped right now. Very shaped. No, but, I haven't gotten right. a haircut. I might do for one, honestly. And anyways, anyways. So yeah. that was my that was my shit talk for the day. I'm happy uh, you got that no, on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, you, no, the Rangers won three in a row coming home from break and looking pretty good. I mean, obviously the Hawks game, we can get into that a little bit. Um, what, do you, you want to backtrack first? Or, do you want to backtrack first or no? Yeah, yeah, we can backtrack. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch the Hawks game in complete. I had it on my phone out to dinner, um, so it kind of like tuning in and out. I wouldn't say I sat down and watched it, but uh, no, I mean I definitely was glued to it when it was three to two. Uh, I thought you know a three one late in the game. I thought they had it kind of handled, and then who was it? Felino scored the second goal, and then I obviously paid a little bit more attention. But yeah, it was dude, rough. I watched the whole like fifty minute, fifty one minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. What you turn you turned it off or, when it was 50, in the end? I watched 55 minutes a game. So I watched periods one and two. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, they're not playing the best, but like whatever. They're playing sound. They they have a three-one lead. It's fine. I watched the first half of the third period, and Jackie was like, let's watch a show. So I yeah. said, okay, fine. So we throw true detective on. And I kid you not, I left the laptop open, all uh-huh. right, watching the game on on you're right next to me like on the floor but i wasn't paying attention for maybe i don't know 10 minutes tops i glance over okay there was there was 10 minutes and like 30 seconds left when i stopped mm-hmm. watching the game i glance over okay and i i'm like i see 57 seconds left in the period and i see it's now three to three and i literally had to like scratch my eyes because i couldn't believe what i just saw and then i i Pause, True Detective, and then and then watched OT, and obviously saw the Zibby, uh, you know, goal. But dude, oh my god! I mean, it, you know, those are those games like Igor Igor led in that goal in the first period of game, and that's fine. He got screened. Okay, it happens. All all three goals, I don't I don't blame him for. Um, I would say two were a little bit more Gustafson's fault than Igor's. Um, the one goal, I I I mean. That went over his glove. I don't know. 
I Which think there's a second the goal. Third one? Did the, second, the, third? the third one. No, the second one was like a backdoor rebound by Florida. Right, right, right. Dustin that was the rebound. And the third one Dustin was. Dustin didn't have him tied up, didn't touch yeah, him. Yeah. He was just was kind of standing there. Yeah. yeah. And then the third, the third goal, one I, was that deflection. It was a nice shot. It was a nice shot. It was a, but... it was a deflection. And, and Keandre wasn't even like, he was just standing around nobody. Like Keandre didn't pick up uh, Dickinson, who, who was the eventual goal scorer. They, they just like even the first goal, like I, I forgot who the moving screen was, but I think it was Truba that was defending that goal. Like these guys just go in front of Igor and are untouched. And this is something that the Rangers struggle with offensively when yeah. they're on the blue paint. Other teams are boxing them out. They're giving them a hard time and the Rangers have no pushback. Like, yeah, that's what's been most frustrating is. And, and I and, you know, Lobby kind of dunked on me, honestly, when I asked him about it. After the lightning game, I said, like, you know, do you want your guys to be hungry around the net? There doesn't seem to be a lot of second and third opportunities. And he, he said, like, obviously we want to score more goals. But, you know, there are some games, too, like that Tampa game where, you know, Andre Vasilevsky is a really good goalie, didn't allow many second or third opportunities. And offensively speaking, there's been a couple games now where you guys haven't been able to score more than two goals. I think it's four in the last 12. Do you want to see the team a little bit hungrier to get second and third opportunities around the net? Um, again, tonight. There's been, I, I was pretty honest about this this morning, there's been lots of games in the past month and a half where we've had 80 attempts and 40 shots, 45 shots, lots of second opportunities and lots of rebounds and we haven't scored. Um, tonight wasn't one of those games and so I do think that we had some real quality looks, especially in the second, a couple in the third. Um, you know, they got a good goaltender in net that's a team that has a winning pedigree and they didn't, they didn't, they weren't successful for the last six years by chance they they play the game the right way and um, it just wasn't one of those games but i like to score three goals or four goals and that'd be awesome i'm all for it so that was a, that was a great goal we talked about that between periods just getting that second guy into the battle in the corner i thought maybe we were a little bit slow getting in there keeping that third guy relatively close in a scoring position but it was the two guys in the corner that were doing the work. I think it was, um, I think it was Blake and Crides maybe in the corner working, pu pushing it back and forth to each other. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't clean, the work going in the corner, but it was hard work, and it was smart work, and eventually we got it, and they were able to make the quick pop, and he got it off really quick, and um, heck of a shot by him. All right. But, but, but you, again, at the end of the day, like you need your guys to be a little bit hungrier around the net. Like When have we seen a Ranger game where they score three goals that Chicago scored last night? Point shots, deflections, rebounds. You don't see yeah. the Rangers score those kinds of goals. You don't. Yeah, yeah, and and also like, dude, when it was when they were down one nothing after the first minute, I was I wasn't even phased because I was like, they're going to end up winning this game seven to two. Uh, nope, nope, three three goals, and you know whatever they were fine. I I, I really like Loft's goal. I thought that was great. Um, he's nasty. heating up. Yeah, he's yeah, heating up, sick. and he's he's playing really well. Um. Johnny B's goal was pretty nice too. And it was funny. They like credited Cooley for it. And, and like, um, every single outlet just like was convinced it was a Hooley, a Cooley goal when like you could literally see the goal was clearly it Johnny was B. Blatant. It was like, yeah. it was like, what are you guys doing? Um, and then who scored our third goal? The third goal was Brods. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, who laugh, scored the second goal? Laugh, no, Crider, 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 Laugh, Crider, Brods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crowder had that. Crowder that had the little, the little tap. Yeah, that was so yeah. sick. sick yeah, play. but unfortunate for the Blackhawks too, because that forward lost his blade, and I forgot who the who the defenseman was in the play, but they had to push the forward to the bench, and the puck comes loose to Foxy, clear cut two on one. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, like, sure, they found a way to win. 
very appreciative, you know, thank goodness. But you're, they gave you're a very team, appreciative. <laughs> yeah. They gave a team a point who hasn't scored a point in three weeks. And that's just unacceptable to me. Um, not to mention a team missing two of their best players, uh, and their like their best player in Bedard. Mm-hmm. And dude, they got dominated in faceoffs. They lost, they lost 34 out of 56 faceoffs. How do you do that without Bedard there? How do you do that? Like, dude, try like Trocek and Z- Zibanejad need to fucking like well, how did you I, just pronounce me? What what was that? I, I was I was deciding whether I wanted to say <laughs> what was that? I was deciding whether I wanted to say Zibby or, or Zibanejad. And I, Zibanejad. I just, Zibanejad. Um, <laughs> but uh no, seriously though, they need to yeah. they need to really like I mean Tro's normally really good at faceoffs, but like yeah. dude, Mika's gotta be better. I mean, he's gotta be better. He was, you know, come playoffs in in two months, you're gonna be taking some draws against some guys who are a hell of a lot better than than the Hawk centers without Bedard. And to me, that's a very evident stat of like, you know, they they scored a couple goals, they coasted, and they thought they could just like sit back and try and play like, you know, that that solid D and it, it just kind of blew up in their face a little bit. And I, I think I think they need to find ways to be better um on, on that front. And you, you know, they need to they need to score those type of goals that the, that the Hawks scored, right? They need to score rebounds, yeah, they saying. need to score deflections. Um, you know, nobody really on this team has deflections aside from Kreider. Like that's really it. Yeah. So, it. um, that we have that nice one against Anaheim, but that's, yeah, about yeah. It. I mean the sure. And, and honestly, Cooley is a similar type of player to Kreider where he's that gritty guy who hustles shift after shift. And, you know, obviously isn't on the power play and doesn't have, he's not a putback machine, but. Um, you know, they definitely have similarities and I think we need some more of those guys. And that, that brings me to the question, right? Like this trade deadline is close and two huge players got traded last week in Monaghan and Lindholm who supposedly we were in on Lindholm, but that said, what are they going to do? Because there's a lot of depth available at this trade deadline. They need to fill that center spot with, without Hedo for sure. No question. And my assumption is they're going to trade for two guys, whether it's with one team, whether it's two teams, don't know. But they're obviously going to trade for a center in some capacity. My hope, my hope is they actually trade for a defenseman instead of a winger and then just call Othman up. That's my hope. That is what I think would make this team the deepest and and really give them the chance for a a deep, deep run to the cup. What defenseman are you taking out? Third left, third, third lefty, dude. Third lefty pair. You're taking Gus out? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, dude, I don't think Gus has been playing that well. And I think you can kind of argue whether you want to, you know, put him up and I, I don't know, but I'm, I think they need another defenseman. I think, you know, they, they played pretty well defensively against Tampa and against Avs. Sure. But if you look at the metrics and you look at the the in-game stats, like the, over the last 30 games, I mean, you know, you can blame Igor. Sure. But like, their D hasn't been a, a, as good as it should be outside of a few guys. And and I think to me, um, you know, that's, that's one clear flaw of this team is they just need to get a little bit deeper and a little bit tougher on D. Um, you know, you don't see, I, I need true, to start laying guys out. I need him to start laying guys out. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I need him to start laying guys out. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I, 
love Johnny Brodzinski. Um, and I actually think that line of Brodzinski, Cooley, and Kako is is totally fine. Um, obviously, I think it's a little bit of recency bias just because Brodzinski scored in the last two games, but I, I think that's like a solid third line. Like, I am not looking at this um, roster and thinking to myself, like, they can go out and get someone that's going to make that line so much better. Like, I'd rather go after Adam that Henry. first line right wing, you know? Like, Adam is Adam Henrique going to be that much more of a Trevor, difference maker Trevor than Brodzinski? Like, are you, are you honestly yes. telling me that Adam Henrique yes. is that much more of a difference? Yes. Brodzinski's played the majority of the year this year, and he has 13 points. And, you know, those 22 points, how many of those do you, that, that Henrique has more than him? How many do you think was a game winner? Probably a couple. I, I don't know. I think... Yeah, listen, well, that's a crazy stat. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm saying, like, in, in the sense of, like, how many of those 22 points that Henriquez more than Brzezinski were probably, like, impactful? I think probably a couple of them. The Ducks aren't that good, so I don't know. But the caveat is Henrique has a hefty price tag. He's $5.8 million. And, like, you know, I don't really know if they want him. I don't, I don't know if that's the guy. Um, not saying it is. I personally would like Trevor Zegers a lot more than than Henrique. I think he's a young you think kid. Trevor Zegers is the guy who who gets the Rangers over the hump. I think he can absolutely help them. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Trevor Zegers is fucking nasty. Like he's but having a down. You, you think he's the guy that that helps win this team a cup? I think Trevor Zegers can absolutely help this team win a cup. Absolutely. I think he would. I think he would mesh really well with with a couple of, of the young kids, especially Kako, if you're throwing them on that line. And I'm not saying Brzezinski needs to get out of this lineup. Throw him on the fourth line. Get Goudreau mm-hmm. out of the lineup. Make him a healthy scratch. He's trash. Like, he's trash. I'm sorry. Do you, but do you think Do you think Trevor Zegers makes the Rangers a harder team to play against? And listen, I, I'm, I'm a Zegers fan. I love Trevor Zegers. I do not think th- this team needs him at all. But, but so here, here's the thing, though. Heedle uh-huh. didn't make this team harder to play against. Trevor Zegers and Heedle made him a whole lot faster. That's for sure. I mean, Zegers is pretty quick. I wouldn't say he's as fast as Heedle, but sure, sure. Uh-huh. I would say skill wise, he's better than Heedle. So I, I think you know you can pick your poison there. But that said, yeah, do they need do they need a a winger or you know depth or a hard nosed D guy? Like, yeah, sure, fine. If you want to if you want to go for that, like a Cooley Kreider type, I'm all for it. I'm just saying, you think Johnny Brzezinski is the guy who gets this team over the cup? Because he doesn't. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But you I don't know? think they have to go out and get somebody. I think they can go out and get, like like you said, a fourth-line center is probably a better thing or a better fit than a third-line center right now. I think Gaudreau, mm-hmm. you know, if they can get rid of that contract and get rid of him, I think that's obviously the the clear move to make. Um, but Brzezinski can be a fourth-line center, I think. I think which is, what, which is why I'm saying bump him down and then acquire yeah. a third line center is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't think like, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I, Yanni, I Gord? Yanni Gord makes them harder to play against. He's a great player. Yeah. Well, I think you and uh, Avery talked about it last episode. Like Boone Jenner is the perfect guy. Like that's a guy I, I think makes this team better. Mm-hmm. makes this team harder to play against can score mm-hmm. goals, you know, plays a gritty game, plays a physical game. Like that's a guy you want on your team in the playoffs. Like I would take Boone Jenner 11 out of 10 times over Trevor Zegers right now with the way this team's built. The Rangers need to get harder to play against. That's their problem. They have a ton of skill. They've shown it, but they don't have that, that fucking killer instinct that you need mm-hmm. to win a cup. Like, like really, you know what? There are a couple guys. Like I will say, Will Cooley. I will say Vinny Trocek, Jacob Truba, uh, Chris Ryan Kreider. Chris Cry. Ah, time to time. I, I don't think Kreider has it consistently. I don't. I don't think he has okay. that killer instinct consistently. Um, okay. 
He, he just he doesn't play physical enough. He doesn't. Okay. You, you don't think so? I think Kreider, 9.5 out of 10 shifts gives it everything he's got. And I think sometimes, you know, occasionally, maybe his head's not there, but I think he's absolutely gives it his all every time. If you want to talk about a guy who kind of like goes in and out, like throw Mika's name out there because he's been yeah. all over the place. Yeah, um, we know that. That's, that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think this team does need to get harder to play against. Do I think it has to be a center that gets them to do that? No, I don't. I think you can get Zegris. And if you want to acquire another player, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Who's even uh, out there still? Let me see. That's a great question. Um, let's see. I will. I will tell you who will make this team harder to play against. Okay. What about? Definitely not Anthony Duclair. He is fast though. He is really fast. Um, Tarasenko reunion. Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost would be sick, but the Flyers will never trade him to us. Sean Walker. They'll ne they'll. Never trade him to us. What 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 side are you looking at? Face off? Yeah, face off. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. A guy like Scott Lawton, you know, another physical guy. Like he, he's a guy that I think would help this team. Um I don't think Nick Dowd is is you know someone no, who helps no. here. Hard pass on him. Uh, Dude, I'm I'm still uh what? still on board for Vitrano. But if you trade for Zegers, you can't trade for Vitrano because yeah. neither of them make this team harder to play against. They're just both good players. What about um, Anthony Mantha? That's a big dude, body. I was, four goals. You what? know, you know who would low key be be sick? Dom Kubalik. Kubalik. Is that how you say it? Kubalik. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. Mm. I liked him when he was on the Hawks. I mean, obviously the Hawks moved him, but uh, um, he was nasty his rookie year. He, well, well, he well yeah. Twenty-five goals, so dude. The Hawks, the Hawks are like notorious for doing that. I mean, they do that with everybody. Panarin to bring it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we could talk trade deadline, I feel like, a, a while here. But I, I think we should talk about um, Mika. Uh, I saw Vince okay. Mercagliano tweeted last night that it's been 18 games since Mika scored a five-on-five -five goal. Um, obviously has that big Jeez. overtime winner last night. But, like, I mean, you look at the stats since December 1st. Mika has 32 points in 30 games. He has... Five even strength goals in 30 games. Five in 30 games. Yeah. Five even strength goals in 30 games. The last 30 games. Like, you know, for a for a first line center, kind of unacceptable, right? Like I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's rough. Rough. I mean, it is tough. Listen, I love that he's pro producing on the power play, right? Love that. Be power play. Rangers power play is like oh for their last 13. I, I know, I know, but I'm saying in general, like you love to see that. But at the same time, that's why a lot of people say Loff is so important to this team because he's a five-on-five -five beast, right? So, like, you'd expect that from your first-line center who's probably, skill-wise, what, a top-three player on your team? So no, Loff? No, 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 Mika, Mika. Oh, Mika? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I think he, he needs to improve. I mean, listen, it's funny because similar to Igor, right? Like Igor's obviously having not a great year. A lot of people are saying Mika's not having a great year, even though he's a point per game player. And they they could be right because he is not producing how he should. He's just not hungry. He's not shooting. He yeah. does not shoot the puck. He doesn't. And we're in the press box every night, every time he has a chance. 
And he he just like doesn't even think about shooting. It's the craziest thing. It's like it's like him and Panarin shots his biggest weapon. Hmm? What'd you say? Like his shots his biggest weapon. You'd think with yeah. what Panarin's done this year, shooting the puck, like he'd be hungrier to shoot too, but he's not. I mean, how many one timers does Mika have this year? Three tops? One time three, goals. four? Yeah. Um, I, don't I mean, know. last I don't, year he had yeah. to have at least at least fifteen, right? I can't. I can't even like remember. I feel like it. Yeah, it felt automatic, yeah. or maybe even two years ago. Yeah, I mean that. You know, a lot of people talk about like Igor regaining his form is really important for this team coming into playoffs. Absolutely agree. I think another major thing that this team needs to figure out is like get Mika going with that one timer again. That makes this team. That not only makes this team, but a better team, but takes this team to an entirely another level and different tier when Mika is on hot and automatic on the, on, on the one timer. And I think that's really important for this team getting, getting going as, as we lead up here into the, not only the trade deadline, but for playoffs as well, there's 30 games left and, and they need to figure a bunch of shit out. Well, here's the issue too. You know, the Rangers, we've talked about it a lot. They kind of live and die by their power play. And you look at the last 20 games, the Rangers are 10, 8, and 2. So they're playing 500 hockey. Power play is at 16.7%. This power play in the first 20 games of the year, I believe, was over 30%. Over 30%. And it was like, you know, the best power play in the league. In the last 20 games, it's uh, the date, I think, is December since Christmas. Since Christmas. 20 games since Christmas. The Rangers are the 21st best power play in the NHL. And their penalty kill is at a 78.7%. So like the way you look at it in the NHL to have a great power play, you should be at at least 25% and above and to have a good penalty kill, you should be at least at 80%. So right now they're below 20. They're at 16.7% on the power play in those 20 games and they're below 80. Terrible. And they're below 80. So that's to me those are below average special teams numbers. And this so, is a team where we talk about they thrive on their special teams. So, so let me ask you something. If you're Laviolette, what do you what do you do to fix that? Well, it's funny because we actually have a question from Nicole Vitale. Um, and we do have some questions. I tweeted it out so we can get to those too. Um, Nicole said, thoughts on swapping Laf with Mika on PP1 until he figures it out. They're doing it with Igor and Quick, riding the hot hand. Need to get the PP going. Laf, Troach, and Bread would be there together, which we all know works well. I don't disagree. I, I, I don't know if taking Mika off is like the best thing but if you try it for like two or three games i'm all for it man lafreniere's confidence has been unbelievable he had a couple reps in the st louis game when mika was sick and Mm -hmm. he looked pretty good on the first power play unit coming down on his strong side in that flank um so So, what do you think i have two things to say number one Uh is i've been telling you we should put laugh on pp1 for like three years now so yeah, Obviously, like realistically, they're the best power play in the NHL. You're not going to touch it. Listen, Loft PP1, I'm always for that. Like, get his ass on there. But the second thing is, I don't know if taking Mika off is the move because if you want him to rediscover this hidden, you know, this unlimited one-timer machine-like talent that he has to really take this team to the next level, how is he going to do that if he's not on the power play? So it's it's kind of like a catch-22. Um but I wouldn't. I would not fault Laviolette if he takes him off. I would assume just for a couple will, of games. There will be some backlash. Just try it. like there always is. But um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I I think they. I think this team needs to do something to score more goals. And if it's not working, and it hasn't been working for what fifteen games now, and so in in uh 
They've, they've scored more than two goals in five of their last 13 games. Yeah. So that's eight out of their last th- eight out of their last 13, they've only scored two goals or less. Yeah. That is pathetic. So if you want to score more goals, you got to switch things up. And I think this is going to be a big testament to Laviolette's, you know, coaching tenure here as, as he's obviously a rookie coach with us. And yeah, it, it's like his back's kind of against the wall a little bit. He, he, the team's no, gone. his back's not against the wall. He's no, no, no. I'm job. saying his back's against yeah. the wall in the sense that he needs to, he needs to figure some shit out and, and, you know, adjust like all good coaches do, which he's obviously a good coach. And I think this is a perfect example to like, you know, let like you're, you're with the big lights on Broadway, you sink or swim, like make some adjustments. Let's, let's, let's see it. Well, here's the thing though. They are winning hockey games and agree. And the, the Tampa game and the Colorado game outside of that first period against Colorado, they, they defended pretty well. And yes, Colorado game is great. A lot of that has to do with Jonathan quick because he played outstanding. Yep. But Laviolette is really a defense first coach. So totally. Those games, like those two one, three one tight games, those are the, the, the style of games that the Rangers are gonna want to play come playoff time. So like yes, it's it's bad that they're not scoring consistently. Actually, you know what? I, I do want to plug in. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip yesterday. My boys at the empty netters interviewed Bobby Ryan, and Bobby Ryan had a pretty strong take on the Rangers. He kind of said they might be a little bit fraudulent. I'll play the clip right here. Um and did you did you hear it by any chance? Nope. Okay. Um, well, I'll just throw the clip in here. Give me and the then, I don't see them as a threat as a team. They just don't, they don't me do either. it for me. They never have. I'm, I love Mika. So I'm always watching him, uh, played with him for a long time. So I'll turn a lot of his games on, but that as a team, they're just, they're miss. I don't, and I don't know what it is. They're missing. Yeah. Something. They can score at will some nights and then they yeah. can't get on the board. And it's like, they don't have enough jam in front of the net sometimes for me. I do love the way they transition, which is so important in playoffs. Like they get going North pretty quick mm-hmm. and that's yeah. a big part of it. And they're fast and skilled. But when that ice tightens up, man, in playoffs, like, I don't know if their personnel is quite what I would want to see at, at, if I'm behind the bench coaching them like yeah. I, I don't know who's gonna go absolutely pay the price in front of the net it feels like three years ago Shesty kind of had that season that was like oh he's the best goalie in the league and he's just been worse mm-hmm. since and he's still amazing still good yeah. but you know he's having kind of a tough year this year and it's flirting with that area of being like maybe this is his game probably gonna take a beating for this but i just they're kind of fraudulent to me. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> i think you're right dude you know? i think you're right i'll give you the rundown so bobby ryan basically said you know the rangers have this weird thing where they, you know, one night they can score a flurry of goals. The other night they can't find the back of the net. And he just thinks they don't have enough jam around the net. The Rangers don't have that like extra hunger, like a team like Florida has, you know, yeah, like, their they jam have- is Chris Kreider. And when he's not jamming, they don't jam at all. <laughs> like, yeah. And they, yeah, they, they just don't have that killer instinct, you know? And I think Bobby Ryan said like, come playoff time, you need that. Um, you know, so oh, well, he, listen, he, yeah. So, and, and sorry to interrupt, no, no, but you're like, good, you're good. I want, you know, I want our listeners to understand that this team has flaws, but they're also they're also winning hockey games. Yeah. And teams that have flaws and still find ways to win are those types of teams that figure shit out and make deep runs in, you know, April, May, June, even. So I, I think this team has some tweaks. Luckily, there's 30 games left, right? You need Igor to figure it out. You need Mika to figure it out. Okay. Well, do we? Yeah. Do we want to go into the Igor quick thing? Yes, we can do that in one second. Yeah, we have a couple more questions too. Okay, so I'll wrap it up here. But the only other thing I want to say is like, 
this team this team is doing some things right, right? Like Keandre was playing really bad. He's had a he's had a really good couple of games. I think he's really improved these last three, four, five games. So, you know, let's let's figure this shit out. <laughs> that's it. All right. That's, let's go on to the question. What you got? Okay. Yeah, that's uh, it. So my buddy, my good buddy Nate Terrell said, my brother and I discuss all the time breaking up Mika and Crides. I feel like Mika has this notion in his head that he's not the goal scorer on the line. So he's been passing up opportunities to shoot all year, but that's obviously not the case. Curious what the blue crew boys think. I mean, I kind of just said this like 15 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. Like he is a goal scorer, right? Like, yeah. you know, he's he's had the ability to make plays. We've seen actually, you know, what he's got he's so scorer, good at. Dude. He's, he's gotten scorer. so good though. That little like like that touch pass he had to Blake Wheeler against the Oilers in that game. Remember, like behind the net, he's yeah. done that now like four or five times, and it's fucking sick every time he does it. But yes, I think when he's on a line with Chris Kreider, like Kreider is known to be the goal scorer on that line, so he passes up opportunities looking for Kreider every time. Like, but, mean, dude, this but is a forty goal scorer. Like this is a but, forty goal scorer. Yeah, but splitting them up, like like I'm not touching the Trotec line, right? Like. Yeah. You can't you can't break those guys up. So what are you doing? Who are you putting Mika with? Right? Like not Blake like, Wheeler. No. Like would would you be interested in seeing Mika in between like Cooley and Kako? I think at this point, anything that gets Mika going and out of his own headspace and just shooting shooting the puck and and you know finding the net, like I'm open to. I, I think again, I don't touch the Trocheck line. Don't yeah. even touch the for now. Don't even touch the third line. But that that three, those three interest me. Like Will, you, you would put you would put Meek on on line three, or you're saying you'd bring the other two up. I'd bring the other two up. Okay. I, I think I I think just having Mika with a guy like Cooley and Kako, like Will Cooley Ryder on line three though. I'm just I, you know just yeah. just we're we're answering the question right. Yeah. This is this is not a want. This is just the yeah. questions I ask, and this is what I'm where my brain is going. Yeah. Will Cooley is a guy that gets in on the four track, bangs bodies, can cause turnovers. Capo Caco is the guy who also is somewhat of a playmaker, possesses the puck well in the offensive zone, can set up Mika. Like Caco is not a goal scorer, right? He's not a yeah. goal scorer. So if you have a guy like Caco and Cooley who can, you know, get in the corners, do the dirty work, get the puck back, and find Mika in those soft areas for a one timer or for an open opportunity to shoot the puck. Like, I, I think that three could work. I really do. And then for Wheeler and Kreider with maybe Brodzinski, having Johnny Brodzinski on that line makes makes them a pretty fast third, like Mika, or not Mika, excuse me, Kreider and Brodzinski are pretty fucking fast north-south skaters. Wheeler's yeah. a little bit of a step behind, but, you know, I, I think it, as long as you can get Kreider that puck and let him shoot, I, so, I I'm kind of open to that idea. I think this could work if they acquire a third-line center. I, I just, and I think I'm telling you, I think Johnny B needs to be our fourth line center makes yeah. us very deep, get All good draw the hell out of this lineup and acquire a third line center. And then, yeah, if you want to, if you acquire like, you know, a Yanni Gord, like, and, and make it Kreider, Gord and, and Wheeler, dude, I'm all for that to try it out. Or you can then play with it. But I think the problem is, it's not that we're shallow right now, but like obviously we had the the heel injury hurts us because we haven't made moves yet, and it seems like it's trending in the direction that Drury's going to literally wait until the week of the deadline to actually make a move. Um, but I I mean yeah, you can try it out. 
And here's an interesting one too. We actually have uh, another comment from Steamboat. Uh, not a question, but more of a preference. I'd like the Rangers to trade for a solid third, fourth liner like Jordan Greenway and a top six winger just to give the Rangers a different look and more jam. I completely fucking agree. Not to Do mention not the scores than anyone currently on the fourth line. Huh? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think they need a, a top six winger. I know everybody's a lot of people are saying that. Listen, 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 yeah. hear me out. Hear me out. Would a Vetrano or a you know a Tarasenko or any of these guys be great? Like to to bring the band back together or even get a new face? Absolutely. But if you're acquiring a top six winger that's eating into your cap, you have think they have like five point like something. Five point three. Five point three. Five point three. Okay. So let's just say that's three to four. Dude, in what world are you getting a three C for for one point five? You're not. You're not. So you're getting a depth guy who's gonna come in and out and might end up not even being better than Goudreau. So my my thoughts are get your three C, however much that is, you figure that shit out. Whatever you have left over, that's what your wiggle room is. If somehow you can make a top, a guy work like a Vetrano and and you know obviously Vetrano's four point five so that won't work but I I think to me the three C is the priority and then you figure out the second move afterwards and you could always bring up Othman I think Othman could be the top six set the top six winger give the kid a shot give him the minutes let him cook the last you know 10, 15 games of the year and see if he's ready for the playoffs and if not you'll you'll figure it out that's just my thoughts. I'm just looking up cap friendly right now. Yeah. What about a package deal for like Casey Middle? Oh, Casey Middlestat's Dude, a restricted mid- free agent. Middlestat, yeah. And Olafson? No, for Middlestat and Greenway. Like those are two, you know, third. Like how, how is Middlestat performing? He's got, uh, let me look. I'm pretty sure he's got north of 10 goals and like, yeah, he's got 12 goals and 30 assists, 42 points, 50 games. He's a good skilled player too. Problem is, dude, if you trade for him, for Casey, you're giving mm-hmm. up Kako. There's, there's, to me, there's Probably. no ifs or buts about yeah. it. You're giving up Kako. Probably. So, yeah. so that's a repercussion that now you need to think about, right? Cause you have these, this vision of how this top nine is going to look, but now it changes mm-hmm. without Kako. So, what would it, so listen, let's play it out, right? You get, you get middle stat and, and Greenway. What does your top nine look like now? Let's say it's middle stat and Greenway for Kako, a second and a prospect. Probably, I, yeah, they might throw Jones in there, maybe. Sure, know. sure. Um, so, so now, what does your top nine look like? Wait, so it's Kako a second and, and the prospect you said? Yep, yep. For um, Middlestat and Greenway. Well, I mean, it'd be Middlestat, Greenway, Cooley, and the same, the same top six. Okay, no? so you would so so. Then you then you have Brads, Brads, VZ. Well, and I'm thinking, like, what about putting Kreider on line three with Middlestat and Greenway? And then bringing Cooley up to line one with Mika and Wheeler. Oh fuck! I forgot Wheeler's on that line. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I don't know Wheeler, Hot Wheels, just fucking ruining. I feel it. like we're gonna get off the rails here with the trade talks. But um, the last Dude. thing we should cover today, unless you, what you want, you want one more thing. No, I'm good. I was just saying I, trades are trades, yeah. bro. I was just gonna go into the quick Igor stuff. Okay. Um, who do you think should start in goal on Monday? Listen, tough topic for fans, for me, for everybody. I've always, oh, listen, I am a Ranger fan before I am a player fan. I want the Rangers to win the cup, not a player to win the cup. 
I've always, always, always been a big proponent of if somebody is super hot, you ride the hot hand if that's the guy who takes you a long way. It's happened many times where a team has won the cup. Don't forget about Matt Murray and the Penguins where that happened. Don't forget mm-hmm. about Bennington. Like it, it's happened multiple times. Even and last year, Alex Lyon started for the for the Panthers. Yeah. Alex Lyon, like I listen, I love Igor. Love Igor. But he needs to figure some shit out. And until he does, when you have Quick playing elite hockey like the guys in 2014, who's already won a cup, by the way, like to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, again, I understand there's politics involved. Igor's your franchise goalie, there's fans involved, and a lot of aspects that you know really hammer at the pressure of of playing Igor. But like to me, I, I would go quick personally. On my, dude, I'm I am going quick as until, the starting goalie moving forward until Igor figures his shit out. The 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 way I would proposition it is Igor, this is your team. The net is yours once you figure your stuff out. But until yeah, but how's he gonna figure out if he's not playing? Well, dude, you could do a 60-40 split or like, you know, just vice versa. Yeah. They've basically been doing that already. It's just been Igor. Oh, Igor's played like twice the amount. He's played, I think Igor has like 33 starts. I think Quick has like 18. Okay, so I mean, reduce that shit and and make it you know <laughs> make make it sixty forty and give yeah. give quick three out of five starts. You know what I mean? Well, here's the issue right now. I, I actually, you know, I was talking with Colby Cohen, who I do the morning show with, and I cup honestly thought, what I said, cup of Joe, cup of Joe, and uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like easier said now because the game happened and it happened the way it happened, but. Mm-hmm. Said like putting Igor in against Chicago is kind of a lose lose situation. So like, dumb. like you're, you're making it clear that right now he's kind of the backup. No, like you could say what you want, but giving Quick Tampa and Colorado, and then giving Igor Chicago, like, well, not only that, bro, but like they then had Igor play, and like he didn't look. You know, he looked kind of the same. Like, he didn't look that sharp. And now it makes him look even worse. Because now you almost lost to the well, bottom. Again, of no. the I know. The, I the know. effort in front wasn't good. but Totally. But, but dude, does that say something that the guys aren't aren't playing to the... Remember, remember last year and the year before? And when Igor plays, everybody plays top notch. And then when the backup yeah. plays, they kind of slack a little bit. You kind of see it switching around a little bit where they're playing top notch D behind quick. and the efforts lacking a little bit behind Igor. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're playing that much worse in front of Igor, but I think quick is bailing them out way more. So it's like, quick, it, it quick just, has been it just might seem, it might yeah. seem like they're playing different in front of the two, but I think it's really just quick, you know, being outstanding. So what are you doing? I'm starting Igor on Monday. Um, but I Igor do think, yeah, I'm starting Igor on Monday. Flames. It's, it's an out of con- against the Flames. It's an out of conference team. You know the two that points is, obviously yeah. matter for the Rangers, but like if the Flames yeah. win, it does nothing for the Rangers in the standings. You know, um, yep. Yep. but like right now, I th- I think everybody that's watches team play feels more comfortable with Jonathan Quick in net. Like I think that's got to be the case, right? Like it seems yep. like when Igor is in net, it's kind of like something's what, what's going to go wrong in this game. You know, something's going to go wrong. Yeah, but with Quick. Like I am confident every time someone shoots, I'm confident he's making the save. Like I, I, I really do feel that way. Um, and I feel like most people do, but 
here's here's somewhat of the dilemma. If Igor does start Monday, mm-hmm. do you then play him again on Thursday against Montreal, who again isn't as strong of a team? Points, you know, if Montreal wins, don't do so much. And then where do you go with this rotation? You know, if it's a very good question, if if and this Lavi is always if. says they have a plan, he says they right. have a plan, right? Listen, but now if, if you're starting, like, you if know? you're starting Igor on Monday, if you're at if they go with what you say they should do and they start Igor on Monday and he wins, you have to go Igor on Thursday. You have to to I mean, let him build to build connection, build a rhythm, like get back so, to. So here's where it gets hard. Guess what the game after Montreal is. Oh, trust me, I know. I'm going. I know. Trust me, I know. If if Quick gets the start in the outdoor game, what does that do to Igor's mental? That's that's the biggest game on the calendar in the regular season, as far as I'm concerned, against your fucking rival in an outdoor game that's going to be watched nationally, most likely. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're not playing in that game. Thirty degree weather, by the way. Yay! Not couldn't couldn't be the fifty nine degrees we have today. It has to be thirty degrees. But also, right now, you're like you're playing the Islanders. Who do you want in that? I want I want quick and goal. I, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I don't see why not. The Islanders are they're they're no pushovers, right? They have 12 OT losses, but like they're still they're no playing pushovers. right now. Their game right now, they're down. They're, they're in the hunt for the playoffs. I think they're two points out. So it's like, you know, that's a, an important two points for us. So it's I think this week is gonna be very telling, man. And um what you could do is do a little switcherouski, and on Monday you start quick against the Flames. Start uh-huh. Igor against the Canadians on Thursday, and if Igor wins on Thursday and builds the confidence, you start him in the outdoor game. That's I actually pr- like that. I that, like that. It, that I can see yeah. them doing. Yeah. Um, you know, but like if Quick dummy, like if Quick gets a shutout against the Flames, for example, like I, I it's good, it's tough because then you don't play again until Thursday, and it's like why wouldn't you start quick? Like, yeah, why wouldn't you start quick again? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a dilemma, man. It's a dilemma it that they're going to have to figure out. But, um, you know, many teams have done it, right? Like, look at the Bruins with uh, Omar Swayman last year. Yeah. I mean, two two elite goalies played best of best of their career, probably. Um, mm. And they figured it out. I, I think it's a good problem to have. But it I would be a better problem that. to I'm have when you figure that. this shit out. I'm happy you said that because I think a lot of people are thinking this is somewhat of like a panic. Where No, it no, no, no. It's a good problem to have. It's a good yeah. problem to have. It reminds me of like... Lungfist Talbot when Talbot played so great for us that one year, um, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays. Are you out, going, are you going to the outdoor game? I, I put in my uh, credential request. So I'm waiting to hear back on it. It got denied. That's fine. No, I haven't. Don't it's, worry. I, I dude, I'll, I'll guess you. It's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. Uh, well, actually, if it does get denied, can you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll guess you. I'll guess you. I'll be uh, but I think like whoever starts in that game, is the be, starter. I mean, is the yeah, star- you don't start know, a backup right? in an outdoor game. I'm sorry, but you don't. And also, well, not to mention that it's each every game this week we have three to four days of rest before the next game. So like the goalies are gonna be well rested. You're starting your starter on Sunday. Well, you know what's funny? Yeah. I don't know if this was the last outdoor game Laviolette coached, but when the Rangers played the Flyers in the twenty, what was it, 2011, 2012? 12, 12, 2012. 2012 winter classic. Yeah. Laviolette started Bobrovsky over Brzezgailov. Bobrovsky was the backup that year. So that he did. So, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know, man. Maybe maybe don't read into it too much if he starts quick over Igor. Like, but you know, this is a situation Laviolette's been in before. So I, I want to. I actually want to see not a situation in New York City. Yeah, I want to see um, the stats in that year. I have it. I have it right here. Bobrovsky. Yep. Yep. Bobrovsky. How many, how many games was, did Bob start? He started twenty six games. Okay. Wow. Twenty six games and Brizgalov. Brizgalov started fifty five. Yeah. Or fifty fifty two, whatever it is. And he didn't get the outdoor game. Wow. Yeah. And and his GAA and and you know his record everything like, but Bob wasn't playing that well that year. He was fourteen ten and two. What were his stats? 14, 10, and 2 with a 3.02 GAA, while Brizgalov was 33, 16, and 7 with a 2.48 GAA. Significantly what about, better. What about save percentage? Save percentage was 909 for Brizgalov, and Bob was 899. So not Ooh. great. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yep. But those are also the years where, like, it was the opposite problem where the Flyers goaltending situation was a nightmare. You know, like yeah, they couldn't... wasn't Yager on that team. Yeah, he was, I think, right? Yeah, because Rupper did the the salute. With, yeah, yeah, with Drew. Play with Drew. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow. But before we get off topic, uh, that's all I got for today. Anything you want to bring up? I mean, it is going to be a fun week. There's two home games, and then the Stadium Series, and then the Rangers actually are home again. I get like, wait, the next five games are pretty fucking awesome. So it's Monday against Calgary, Thursday against Montreal. Sunday outdoor game, Tuesday home against Dallas, and then Thursday in New Jersey, Saturday in Philly. So a lot of local games in the next two weeks. From from Sunday to Thursday, I mean, you know, the, the Islanders, Dallas, Devils, those are three very big games. And I know the yeah, Devils are playing games. like trash. Even Philly. So, yeah. Philly's a big game too. Yeah. yeah they're Philly's big, big games. Game and and we really need this, like the goalie situation, at least addressed and figured out. And like, listen, if you're doing the 60, 40 split, if you're doing 50, 50, whatever, don't care, have a plan. If you know, Laviolette simple has a plan most of the time, like let's figure this out. Um, and again, like the Rangers have flaws right now, but I, I see every flaw as being fixable and addressable in these last 30 games. And I think they're, I really, really do think they're like two pieces away from making so, uh, like getting to that cup. I, I really do. But, but the most important thing is I think it has to be the right two pieces, right? Like you can't make a mistake with, with one of these guys because they need, they need the right third center and they need the right, you know, gritty type of guy, whether it's a winger or, or a third pair lefty, like they need, they need both badly. So that's kind of the last thing I'll say. And, um, you know, other than that, what, what are you doing for the Super Bowl Sunday? I'm just going to a buddy's apartment, actually, like in the Upper East Side. So your neck of the woods. Oh, mine? Show there. Nothing nice. too crazy. Well, you didn't invite me over, so what do you Yeah, doing? I'll be in Florida, so suck it. Are you going to Florida? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm jelly. Yeah, but, me, me, AJ, you Alex, take, and Avery are hanging game? out. Are you? Yeah, are you upset? Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. That, Damn, that dude. Yeah. No, no, I don't know if I'm seeing them yet. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm taking you know, a lot of people are like, don't bet against the Chiefs. And I get it. Mahomes is sick. I kind of think the Niners are sick, man. I I'm, taking, uh, sick. I'm taking the Chiefs and a Travis Kelsey touchdown. Okay. Got it. I can't, I can't bet going, against the Niners. So, you know, my, uh, my my old friend is is married to one of the guys there. So I got to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the you know, the girl who's making all the jackets, Kristen. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I went to college with her. 
Shut up. Yeah. Dude, Friends she's got to get into hockey. We need we need her in the yeah. NHL. She is she's, unreal. She's the shit. Yeah. I remember when she first started that and and she was like she asked like all her friends to follow it. It was really funny. Um Wait, no. Wait, I actually yeah. want to I want to follow her page. What's her How do you spell her name again? <laughs> Juice. Dude, I remember when yeah. they first started dating. It's so funny. Um so she like she J-U-C, went to URI. Right? Yeah. She went to URI and she actually transferred to um to Towson, I think it was for was it Towson or it was Maryland? It, it was in Maryland, but for dance because she was a sick dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, she left. I think junior year was one of them. But um, yeah, great, great girl. Very happy yeah, for dude, her. She's unreal. Yeah, I like. I want her to make a Ranger jacket. Yeah. I think it'd be sick, dude. It'd be sick. I I can ask her to honestly. Can um, you? yeah, I I can. But but who know who knows what she charges uh friends and family these days for uh yeah. You know, after making Swifty's jacket, but um, yeah, the NHL needs her. She's unbelievable. Yeah, tell her I said yeah. that. Like seriously, I'm a big fan of her her work. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Great. Fun episode. It was good catching up with you. I miss you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Miss you too, dude. Um, we'll be but, back. Yeah. Every Sunday, or I guess this should we post this on Sunday? Um. Yeah. Fun? Yeah. Let's let's give it right. a little Super Super Bowl special. All right. Super Bowl special. Um. We love you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See you at MetLife. We are, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.